Welcome to the Wild and Well-Fed podcast, where we discuss women's health beyond nutrition. Get ready for practical, sustainable, real-life health topics that will help bring you closer to nature and your feminine roots. This is your host, Laura Lyons, and I'm here with my co-host, Annika Nicole. Let's get wildly nourished. The Wild and Well-Fed podcast is not medical advice, diagnosis, or prescription. No information in this podcast should be considered as medical advice or treated as such. Please consult your doctor before implementing any nutritional, supplemental, or lifestyle changes. Welcome back to the Wild and Well-Fed podcast. We are still in season one, and in episode four, I am going to be interviewing Laura all about her health journey. So if you tuned into our last episode where Laura interviewed me on my health journey, this one is going to be very similar, lots of the same questions so that you guys can get a feel for our journeys, but also some different special ones that I picked out for Laura. So with that, <laughs> let's get started and dive into the beginning, the very beginning of your health journey. So tell us about your childhood and your eating habits growing up. Yeah. So my childhood was actually really great. I didn't really have any traumas or issues growing up. I had great friends. I grew up in a great little small town, um, you know, typical like middle upper class upbringing. Um, my parents were great, but they were probably almost too great because they allowed me to eat whatever I wanted. <laughs> so uh, I can't really blame them for my eating habits as a kid because we just grew up at a time, you know, the 80s, 90s, it was just trash food. They, they had no, they didn't really know any better. You know, nobody knew any better. So um, I was also not breastfed as a child. So I was already kind of compromised. Um, but yeah, I basically just grew up on that standard American processed food diet. I would have like pop tarts for breakfast, sandwiches with, you know, uh, with just like processed deli meat on white wonder bread and a side of maybe like a hostess or like a little <laughs> Debbie treat. <laughs> and then dinner was usually okay. My mom did always make a home cooked dinner for us every single night. Um, but I can't even imagine the quality of those ingredients, you know, like we'd have like shake and bake chicken, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, the occasional like frozen pizzas or bagel bites and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. the, do you remember those? The mm -hmm. bagel bites oh, yeah. and like pizza rolls and things like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my diet was trash, which is definitely contributed to the way like why I was so sick mm -hmm. at such an early age. Yeah. And that's one thing I... I added to your questions that was different than my questions because so many kids kind of grow up unscathed from the standard American diet and they they may have symptoms, but they don't really start to feel bad until 20 college age, 20s, that kind of kind of time. But you started feeling bad at a much younger age. So it seems like your diet caught up to you faster, which could have had a lot to do with the formula. But tell us how you felt on an average day of like middle school or high school and what your eating habits were like and what you had to do to get through the day. Yeah. So I was a pretty healthy kid up until about like middle school, high school. Um, that's when I started getting a lot of digestive issues and they were mostly just chalked up to anxiety. I did have some like social anxiety, but again, you know, think about like the gut brain connection. My gut was probably just so wrecked that it was creating this anxiety mm -hmm. as well. Um, also having digestive issues 
gives you anxiety, right? Like you don't feel comfortable leaving your house. So um, I was always kind of an anxious kid. I just put a ton of pressure on myself to succeed and just get good grades. You know, that's just, I've always been that type of person. Um, but I would basically end up in the nurse's office daily with a stomach ache. <laughs> I remember me and my friend in high school, we started popping like gas X, like it was candy, like every day, like I would have the green pill. Like she would, my friend would come over and be like, she's like, do you have the green pill? Like if she had a stomach ache. <laughs> Oh my god. Literally in my bag, in my backpack, I had like a stock of Gasex. Like it was pretty oh intense. Gosh. Um and I don't even know what the ingredients are. I need to look more into this. Like maybe that was another part of my problem, like popping Gasex. Like can't be pretty can't be good. Um yeah, but our um our stomachs were just always hurting. So it wasn't just me, you know. Mm-hmm. I think everybody was kind of suffering in silence, mm-hmm. you know. Um but yeah, basically in middle school and high school, I would skip lunch and breakfast because my stomach hurt. I didn't want to eat anything. And then I would come home at like 3 p.m., 2 p.m., whenever we got off of school. And I would eat an entire like family size box of like bagel bites or the pizza rolls like I had just mentioned or oh a whole frozen like family size pizza. Like I would binge when I got home because I was so hungry. So obviously that's not a recipe for success with your digestive system binging when you get home. So um, that was pretty much what I did throughout all of middle school and high school. Um, Also just having that anxiety around your digestive system. Like I didn't want to eat lunch and then have to like run to the bathroom because my stomach Mm. hurt. You know, I didn't want it like to ruin my day. So um, I definitely had a lot of disordered behaviors around food starting at an early age. Um, Not necessarily about my body, but it was more so because I just felt like such crap. So I started having disordered behaviors and feelings around food. Um, And as we mentioned in your episode, you know, my mom was just constantly dieting. So I got a lot of my views around food and even that binging or that restriction from her for sure. Um, And I also at around that time, I had started developing like psoriasis and eczema and, you know, and even in my like in college and early 20s, I started getting like rosacea, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff was start. my digestive issues were really starting to show up on the surface. But, you know, of course, being an 80s 90s kid 2000s like you're just gonna slather some steroid creams on Mm -hmm. it and call it a day you know that's typically what I would do Mm -hmm. so um yeah I just didn't understand that all of my symptoms were connected to my digestive system being so out of whack even that anxiety that I that I experienced a lot as a as a kid I think a lot of it was related to the digestive issues for well, sure. Well yeah and I mean even in the last episode you you said you did have headaches when you were like 5 years mm-hmm. old. So oh, yeah. um it started probably earlier than you even really thought. Um so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I had headaches start yeah, starting at a super young age. I remember every single day getting off the school bus between the ages of like 5 and 12 and my, coming off the school bus feeling terrible the entire mm-hmm. ride home like I was going to vomit from my headache. Oh every single day. And then I'd just walk in the house. My mom would just give me Tylenol (gasps) and that was it pretty much every single day. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so sad to think about. So yeah, you were unwell from a young age, but when was the first time that you realized you were like not doing too well? And what was your first memory of that? Yeah, so I would say that the gas X was a little bit of a wake up call. 
<laughs> you know, realizing how like abnormal that was mm-hmm. and just how off my digestion was and that anxiety and all of that. Um, but I would say it was when I was in college. Okay. So yeah, when I got to college and I was living in a dorm, you know, which is kind of uncomfortable, especially kind of having a little bit of like a cushy, comfortable house, like a super clean, cushy lifestyle because mm-hmm. my mom was just like a clean freak and, you know, we just always had nice things and to move into this like box of a room with another human mm-hmm. that uh, that's so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Like I just felt so uncomfortable being there. So of course, like the anxiety starts again, you know, and again, that gut brain connection, you know? Um, so the anxiety started again, the stomach issues started again. Um, and I went through an entire period freshman year of college where my digestion issues got so bad that I only ate Nutri-Grain bars and Propel. I don't know oh if you know gosh. what Propel yes, is, I do. but that yes. was like, yeah, like Gatorade <sighs> type drink. Oh yeah. no. Um, of course, none of, neither of that's going to help my digestion, but it was literally the only thing I could eat with without feeling sick. So I was just so, so unwell. Um, everything just made my stomach hurt. So, um, I had never really thought much about the way that my body looked throughout all of this. I never did. I never did any of the stuff that I did for like a body Mm. shape. Um, until later on, but I just knew I didn't feel well. So this way of eating was just like super restrictive, definitely made me lose weight. Um, and, you know, just the anxiety just kept creeping in. I was completely mineral deficient. Of course I was going to have anxiety, you know? Um, but yeah, eventually I would say, I guess the next part of the story would basically be, um, after college I had moved to Denver and I kind of had periods where like, sometimes I would feel okay. And then I would have like a year where I felt like terrible. And it was kind of just like this on and off Mm. thing. Um, but yeah, when I moved to Denver, I was 22 and that's when things got really bad. Um, I also, So it started drinking a lot. Um, I was working at a restaurant, so I was having like really awful eating habits, sleeping habits, you know, working till two, three in the morning. Um, My digestion just continued to decline. Um, Major bloating, diarrhea, constipation, alternating. Um, I had chronic pain. This is when this was when I knew something was really, really, really wrong chronic cramping and pain in my left side, like in my intestines. Every day, every night, I, I it was never gone. It was there all the time. And it was for months and years, actually. Um, and I eventually ended up getting a colonoscopy and an endoscopy. Um, I mean, at, at that point, I was like such a hypochondriac. I was like, I literally thought I had cancer or something. There was something seriously wrong with me. Um, to have like a chronic pain like that every single day is not normal. I mean, I feel like that's not too much of a hypochondriac. That's scary. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I just, is it not wild that why did I never think that my shit diet had anything to do with it? Like, hello, like if you're, your digestive system. I guarantee you not a single doctor told you that. Oh, no. So why would you think that? But it's just, it's like obvious. It's very clear that, you know, if you're having these type of issues, it's got to be what you're putting in your body, right? And what you're digesting. (laughs) But at the time, I didn't know any better. So um, they didn't find anything in either of those. They had like a little bit of inflammation. I had like inflammation in my stomach or something. So of course, they just threw me a PPI. I think it was like Nexium or something like that. Um, Which obviously didn't do much for me. For Um, those who don't know, what is that? A PPI? 
a proton pump inhibitor. So um, it was, I'm pretty sure it was Nexium. I was like one of the very first people to like use it. So <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Um, but <laughs> I was like their trial basically. And um, yeah, so basically it just helps to, it helps with like stomach acid production. Uh, we can, I guess we can talk more about that later. But Well, I just want to point out how big of a deal this is because it decreases your stomach acid, which it does is literally what you need to not have these issues, but your crappy diet was lowering your stomach acid and they were lowering it even more. So it's like, this is, this is kind of a big, a big deal, which is why I wanted to point it out. Cause it's so detrimental, like totally, incredibly totally, detrimental. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of feel like I intuitively knew it a little bit. Um, I did start taking it and I even remember like saying to myself, I'm like, I think this is just a placebo. I don't think this is doing anything. I think a lot of this is like in my head, like of that, that I feel better with this. Like, yeah, I, I kind of intuitively knew. So I was only on that for a few months and then I just said, no, nah, I'm good. Um, but then I had met my husband that I have now and we moved to Chicago for a job offer, um, when I had worked in corporate and that's when shit hit the fan again and all the digestive stuff came back full force. Mm. So, um, yeah, that the Chicago, I have a whole like story about the Chicago, which I think we'll get mm -hmm. into. So. Yeah, we, we do have a story yeah. about that coming up. But first, when did it click for you that food was likely a culprit of your symptoms? And how did you start your healing journey? And what mistakes did you make along the way? Yeah. So, um, like I had said, like, how did I not think of that? Right. Um, and so when I had moved to Chicago and things got worse, that was when I was like, that's when podcasts started becoming more popular. So I started listening to a lot of podcasts on digestive stuff. Um, and I really just started diving into stuff like on my own and, um, I ended up doing like the FODMAP diet because that was one of the recommendations back in the day, like the paleo movement and FODMAP diet were like huge for um, symptom management, basically. So for anybody that doesn't know what the FODMAP diet is, you're basically like eliminating <laughs> so many foods. I was eating about five foods, five to 10 foods a day maybe if I was lucky. Um, and I did feel 20% better, which I guess was better than where I was at. Right. So <laughs> I just kind of kept going with it and going with it. And it was like, I almost, I think I did the FODMAP diet. I did start adding some other stuff in, you know, I didn't go full force FODMAP. Um, I did keep some stuff in, but, um, I did it for about like two years and I was just, I was too afraid to add stuff back in, you know, cause I was feeling a little bit better. So I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to add anything in and stir up the pot. So um, I had lost so much weight in such an unhealthy way. Um, basically malnourishment from that diet at 100%. Yeah. Um, but it caused me to go down this like massive weight loss rabbit hole. Um, basically, I went on the FODMAP diet just wanting to heal a symptom but that basically turned into a full-blown eating disorder and then a whole host of other symptoms on top of yeah. it. Yeah, seriously, these restrictive diets can be like a gateway drug to severe eating disorder habits because they can cause such rapid weight loss. So, yeah. and even if you don't think that you might have an eating disorder tendency, these can bring it about for sure. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, we both have a background in orthorexia and borderline eating disorders and underrating and overexercising and all of that. Tell us your story around that. 
Yeah. So um, kind of like what I had just mentioned, but in an effort to heal my digestive system, I ended up having a borderline eating disorder. It was just disguised as eating and getting healthy. Um, I remember when I was in Chicago, when I had all that weight loss, I'm not kidding. I lost like 30 pounds in two months. It was like something absolutely like you would have thought I was dying. Like it was not good. Um, but of course, you know, everybody's thinking, oh, wow, she must just be like getting healthy because we're all into like those quick fixes. So people are thinking like, this is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody actually knows that that's not normal. Like you should never lose that much weight in that short period of time. Um, and I remember being in the office in Chicago and one of my coworkers came over and she had this little like calendar thing that like gives you just like funny memes or whatever um, every day. And one of them said, what was the, what is it? I, st- I st- can still picture it, but it was something like um, health, healthy as fuck is what it was, is what it said. It was just like a, a picture of broccoli or something. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing. Um, but <laughs> she gave that to me and I like laughed about it thinking it's funny, but it's like, that's what everybody thought. Everybody thought that I was just getting healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and that was not the case. That's that's the yeah. label you get, though. She's the really healthy girl, but you're actually not. You're not healthy yep, at yep. all. Yeah. Like, oh, she's just become really holistic and healthy mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of crunchy. And it's like, <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah, this drastic weight loss did not work for me. Um, you know, I've always been curvy. Um, I'm not like I it, being super thin is like not in my cards. Um, I'm just genetically. Um, so the weight I had gotten down was not okay. And I mean, I'm even like right now, even my mind is just spinning into like all of the stuff that people said to me during mm-hmm. that time. And it's just crazy. We had some friends come visit us from um, Abu Dhabi. They, it was my husband's friend from college. And his wife said to me, she was like, she said something like, wow, I, ne- I said something about how much weight I had lost. And she was like, wow, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think that you would have ever needed to lose any weight. Wow. And I still remember it to this day. And I'm like, I wish I had listened to her, yeah. you know, like at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, wow. Um, is it it's so funny though how your mind just spins with like like how do I remember that? Because it was a comment that, you know? regarding your weight. Seriously, yeah, anything about anything body. about that yeah. cuz that was the only thing we thought was important about ourselves at that time. Yes. Any any yep. single comment anyone said, it goes right in your brain. I, I remember and it, it stays all. there. It's yeah. it's nuts and it's like I don't even think I realized it until right now mm-hmm. as we're doing this podcast. I'm like, wow, my head is spinning with all the compliments or the mm-hmm. mentions of my body at that mm-hmm. time. We were so hypersensitive to it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I ended up basically going from this diet to heal my digestive system to then becoming obsessed with like the YouTube bodybuilders mm-hmm. that was huge at the time in the 2000s, um, you know, under eating, over exercising. Like I didn't want to be a bodybuilder, but for some reason I was eating like them and thinking I needed to work out like them. And, you know, I was, I was literally that type of person that I wouldn't go out to dinner unless me and my husband walked there five miles. I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat out otherwise. So, and you walked to and from work every day, a very long distance. Yes. I mean, so we had so much, we were like super active people. We still are, but like to actually think that in order for me to go out 
and have, and I always had my very specific places. I could only go out to eat at like two places, you know, the safe places. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in order to go out and we would go to this like barbecue place, which I still like dream about to this day because it's so good, but it was probably only so good because I was so restrictive and so malnourished that I was like, this is the best thing I'm ever going to eat, you know? (laughs) Probably isn't as good as I thought, you know? (laughs) need to go back and try it. But I remember it's called Green Street Smoked Meats. And we used to walk there from our apartment and we were living at like the south loop of chicago we walk all the way over to the west and i'm not kidding it was like a five mile walk in the in freezing cold i'm talking like 20 degrees 15 degrees because chicago is freezing just so that i could eat out and have like maybe a glass of wine just so i'd feel good about it. yeah you definitely were majorly into that earning your food type of disordered oh Oh my god yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I ended up like losing my period. I had so many hypothyroid symptoms. I was freezing all the time. I mean, I was literally going into my, the office in Chicago looking like the Michelin yes. man because I had <laughs> such, like, a, a jacket on <laughs> and I wouldn't take it off all day. I mean, it was just like one of those big, huge puffy coats that went down to like my ankles. Yes. You know? <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there like, this is not normal. No. You know? No, I did the same thing though. I would wear leggings under my work slack pants. Yeah. Yeah. Just so yes. cold. I had such bad hypothyroid oh my symptoms gosh. going on. And that's the other thing. People think that's funny and cute. They're like, oh, you're always cold. Ha ha. I know. I think I did an Instagram post on this, you know, like it's not a badge of honor, but at the time I was thinking it, it was. was like, oh, this is good that I'm cold. I'm just this little <laughs> tiny woman now, you know, I'm just going to be cold. <laughs> absolutely insane um but yeah i basically kept up with like all of this like the dieting like you know partially fodmap um for about like four years i was just like so obsessive about everything i mean i was sending my mom progress photos every single day for like two years and you know my wedding was coming up so I wanted to keep it going and Mm -hmm. you know it was just so disordered um but symptoms just kept creeping up and you know I wasn't I my body just started to break down Mm -hmm. you know and I just kept just kept going and going and going because at that point weight loss became a goal it was no longer about healing myself it was like no I just want to keep this weight off you know um so, yeah, when I, I decided to move to Portland, um, Oregon, and that's kind of when things shifted for me. Um, and I started adding more foods back in. And this was like right after my wedding that I had done that. So I feel like it was almost like it, it gave me freedom after the wedding to do what I wanted to do because I no longer needed to be that person that I was. I no longer needed to be thin. I no longer was seeing people. I was working from home. I no longer needed to have a certain body shape when I was working corporate and going into an office every day. It almost like gave me the freedom mm. to be able to just relax mm. for once, yep. you know? Um, but yeah, basically all, all that to say when I moved to Portland and I started becoming more um, lenient on my food and stuff, um, I had a really hard time adding foods back in major histamine issues. My thyroid was majorly tanked, adrenal issues, daily dizziness and migraines, exercise intolerance. Um, It was a massive, massive (laughs) journey. Uh, But I basically had to learn how to eat like a normal human being again. 
is what happened. Yeah. And most of us did that went down that crazy rabbit hole. So before we get into what finally healed you, tell us the story of the evolution of the bell pepper, (laughs) the stuffed bell pepper. (laughs) Oh, God. This is still an ongoing joke with me and my husband because (laughs) it's hilarious. You know, God love him because he... Oh, he he just he chugged through <laughs> all of this. He was just completely open to it. He was yeah, whatever whatever you say, Laura, let's do it. Like it's okay. Like I I've got this. You've got this. Like we could do this together, you know? <laughs> like, An he is one of a kind, saint. I will tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so the stuffed pepper. Um so at the time when I was dairy free, grain free, uh, gluten free, <laughs> life free. Like I was, I just, I might as well just been eating air yeah. at that point. So the classic stuffed pepper that me and my husband would make together prior to my orthorexia um, was consisted of a bell pepper stuffed with regular rice, uh, ground beef, mozzarella, and then a um, tomato sauce, uh, like a creamy tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And so, so good. I mean, try it, go for it. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But then when I got onto my, like, you know, my, my health kick at the time, um, I put health in quotes because that's, it's, it's, (laughs) it was was not, not that was not health. (laughs) Uh, It was very disordered. We first started to (laughs) first swapped out like the rice for cauliflower. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. And then it got to a point where we swapped out the cheese for fake the diet cheese. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. (laughs) That. Then we swapped out the ground beef for turkey because it was leaner, right? It was a white meat, not a red meat. And then we completely got rid of the tomato sauce and just mixed tomato paste with coconut. (laughs) (laughs) It just evolved into the most disgusting meal. But again, I was so underfed and undernourished that like I thought it was the best thing on the planet mm-hmm. it tasted so good to me. <laughs> and we would have it like every Thursday because my husband traveled for work at the time so he would travel from Monday till Thursday night so lucky him he got to have that the second he got off the plane <laughs> Yeah, that the reason I had you tell this is obviously Laura told me this story forever ago, but we talk about it all the time because as hilarious and tragic as it is, it is the perfect example what all of us went through when we went on these crazy diets. Um, yesterday my Instagram post was like rating all the diets I did from on a scale from zero to 10. And it was talking about the paleo days where you were like trying to convince everyone that diet cheese and cashew cheese tasted just as good as real cheese. And you were eating tons of cauliflower, you were cauliflower rice, cauliflower mashed potatoes. And our assistant Kaya texted me yesterday was like, Oh my gosh, your Instagram post reminded me I used to have a cauliflower crust pizza with a hummus base as the sauce and put cauliflower on top and barbecue sauce. And I'm like, that is literally not a pizza. That is not a pizza. (laughs) I know. I'm ill just thinking. I like the smell of that No, it's disgusting. And I mean, I used to have cauliflower oatmeal for breakfast 
where shredded cauliflower would replace the oatmeal. And we were literally so malnourished that that it actually tasted good to us. Like it it really did. Like we weren't just dying every meal. We're like, this is so good. And we believed it because we were so starving. But yeah, it's just crazy. Like everyone has their thing that they did like the bell pepper. So that's why it's just the best story because anyone and everyone can relate to it. It's crazy. Yes. So that that story is like the famous progression. I just I love it. (laughs) But we're back. We're back to regular bell peppers now. So (laughs) it came full circle. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so now tell us about what you would say finally healed you. What pulled the trigger and when did you feel the most at home in your body? So I would say this is kind of where lifestyle matters. Um, when I moved to Portland, obviously I don't live in Portland anymore. I moved to Bend a few years ago, but um, just nature working for myself. Like I kind of like how I mentioned before about how like I almost felt like complete freedom when I had moved away from the corporate life mm-hmm. um, and you know, no longer having that routine of corporate life that kept me in this cycle of restriction and having these insane habits um, and routines that just kept me stuck. So um, I just started realizing, especially when I started getting out in nature more and, you know, hiking and doing all these really, um, you know, hard things with my body, I started realizing like there's so much more to life than the way that I look or like the diet that I keep. Mm-hmm. And my body is so much stronger than I think it's, it's here for, for joy and for, um, you know, for doing things that I love. It's yep. not here to be put on display, yes. you know? Oh, that's um, good. So yeah, basically the move to Portland just allowed me to step out of my bubble. I was living in a complete bubble when I was working corporate in Chicago and losing all this weight. Um, And I just started living more. I was more spontaneous, um, which turned around to be being more spontaneous with my diet. Um, I, you know, once I started traveling all the time and hiking and mountain biking, all these things, I could no longer live in my little box, my little Mm -hmm. diet box that I was in. Um, but yeah, my, my lifestyle just allowed all of that in Chicago. So I started adding foods back in. Um, I did find a pretty good naturopath at the time um, where we just ran functional lab tests, all the tests that we run now, which was really helpful. It did it did really help, help me to understand what was going on in my individual body for sure. So I did find that really helpful on my journey. Um, I also had worked with a homeopath. It was kind of like the very last thing. It was like Working with the homeopath was to really help with more like the mental and emotional aspects of of my, you know, symptoms that I was experiencing. And it was kind of like that last trigger to get rid of the few things that were still lingering for me. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was a journey from the start of getting off of that restrictive diet and then running some testing and getting everything sorted out. It was probably about like a three year journey before I actually started feeling good. So um, this is just, you know, just to let you all know, like it can be a journey. Mm-hmm. It can, depending on your background. If you heard my story just now and you're you're like, wow, this is similar to mine, like expect a journey of healing. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to take some time. Like you're going to just continue to peel back layers constantly. So, you know, you might notice some improvements, maybe some setbacks, and it's just going to be a roller coaster ride, you know, especially if you have a history like I do. So, um, Yeah. And then implementing the foundations that we now teach, you know, kind of took it to that next level. I just felt so much better about where I was headed and saw noticeable improvements um, in my food fear and my obsession and also my symptoms too. 
So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So as we know, healing doesn't just stop. It is a continuous journey. So what would you say you still struggle with to this day, if anything? So I do talk about this a lot. I do feel like once you're in your late 30s, which I'm in my late 30s now, um, I do feel like your body kind of like flips a switch a little bit. Um, And I will tell you right now, I feel the best I ever have in my entire life. And I tend to notice that with my clients or with friends or with anybody that, yeah, your late 30s into like your early 40s, you tend to feel really good. Um, so I honestly don't really struggle with much. Of course, I still have those random things that will come up. Like we talked about, you know, I'm always going to have, um, some issues with like digestion or headaches or whatever it may be, but, um, very rare. It's, it's so rare. I don't, I like, I used to have like a symptom journal. I I couldn't, I couldn't put something in there if I tried, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm actually like just that healthy at this point. So, um, so yeah, I feel great. I don't really deal with much, just the occasional headache or migraine or maybe a digestive issue if something's stressful. Which is very normal. um, You're never going to be perfect. So it's very normal. But for anyone listening to this that can't imagine feeling that good, remember that Laura's been eating like this for six years. Okay. So she has continued to notice positive changes every year that she's been eating like this. And I have too. I'm on about year three and I continue to improve. Like it, it continues to get better. Um, once yes. you've implemented and stuck to things for a while. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about why it's so important to be happy, get outside, live an adventurous life, have a good marriage and prioritize fun and adventure in your life. Yeah. So Like I had mentioned, moving to Oregon was a game changer for me. Um, We went from being stuck in like this concrete jungle of Chicago (laughs) and never really getting out in nature um, to having it like right out our front door. So um, my my husband and I basically just made this our identity. When we moved west, we just became super outdoorsy people um, just because we realized how much better we felt, you know? And there really is something to it about like doing really... um, challenging things outdoors and having it completely change your relationship with your body. And I think that was a big part of it too. Um, but I mean, this is what I'm talking about when I say nature though. I mean, I'm talking about like legit nature, like I'm talking like, you know, the back country, like real legit nature. I'm not talking about like walking in the park in the middle of a city. Like I'm talking about real nature and how healing that can be. Um, so I do think a lot of my healing just came from, being in a happy marriage. I know that was a huge part of it. Um, you know, just a super supportive husband in every aspect. I mean, I literally hit the jackpot with my husband. So, uh, we have like one of the best relationships out of anybody I know. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't realize how much your marriage, um, matters and, you know, how you spend your days and all of that, um, really matters for your health, even where you live, where you live matters for your health. Kind of like what I just went through, you know, talking about Chicago and my changes with my job and all of that and how it really led to healing. So, um, but yeah, just being happy, living a lower stress life and really truly living my purpose has been so, so healing. Um, I do wake up every single day and I go to bed at night with such a zest for life. Um, I'm just so excited for my days and I, I really do feel like it's been a huge part of my healing. Um, you know, I have realized the more and more I work with women that 
people waking up frustrated, hating their jobs, their partners, just in this constant like conflict with their bodies have a really tough time healing. And I can attest to that and say it's very true, even though my experience from that standpoint has only been a negative experience, um, Mm -hmm. but how how much that negatively impacted my life and how now being in a very positive relationship and being with a really amazing man has changed that so much. So it is huge. And again, we're going to talk more about that in our relationships uh, season that we're going to do. Yes. Yes. Okay. So last question, looking back, what would you say over all the years were all the things you dealt with and have experienced as far as diagnosis, symptoms, all of that? Yeah. So I'm probably going to mention some things right now that I didn't really get to like go in much depth about because we don't really have five hours to listen to my health story. So (laughs) yeah, both of these episodes could have been 10 hours long. Oh, Easy, easy. I mean, I have a laundry list of symptoms and diagnoses that I went through, um, you know, within these very short 37 years of my life. So (laughs) most of it came from um, everything we just talked about, you know, all the dieting, the poor diet and lifestyle decisions and the restrictions. So um, I was on birth control and I did deal, I was on birth control for 12 years. So I did deal with post birth control syndrome. I do feel like the birth control, we could do a whole episode on birth Mm -hmm. control. Um, I do feel like the birth control did contribute to some of the digestive stuff. Um, and the reason why shit hit the fan for me when I was in college, because that's when I went on the birth control. I also had, um, the Gardasil shot. Basically I walked in, they gave me a Gardasil shot and birth control. Wow. You lucky girl. Uh, right before I went off to college. So what a um, that's a whole episode on its own. But mm-hmm. um, also estrogen dominance, severe estrogen dominance at one point. I had the same thing. Couldn't walk down the stairs without having to hold my boobs because they were so sore. Um, lots of disordered eating, hypothemic amenorrhea. So I did lose my period for a while during those extreme dieting um, periods. Uh, IBS, leaky gut, candida, uh, food intolerances, rosacea, psoriasis, eczema, um, weight fluctuations, the chronic migraines and headaches, um, anxiety and panic attacks, vertigo, dizziness, like I had mentioned before, um, histamine intolerance, huge part of my journey, um, hypothyroid and Hashimoto's as well. And then also um, what you would call adrenal fatigue or basically adrenal dysfunction. So um, lots, lots. I I went through a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why now everyone probably understands our joke. If you listen to my interview episode of why we've pretty much covered everything between the two of us except PCOS. So yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And we hope that this these two stories have benefited everyone. We hope you guys have enjoyed these. And um, we are going to start now getting into our unlearning and relearning episodes. So we're looking forward to diving into those in the rest of the season. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Wild and Well-Fed podcast. On the last episode of each season, we'll answer listener questions. If you have a question for us, please email it to us at wildwellfed at gmail.com for a chance to have your questions answered. If you like this episode, please don't forget to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you again next time.